Hello and welcome to Longevity Now, the place for all your news and views of life extension from around the world. Throughout the course of doing this podcast, I'm constantly amazed at the variety of people working in the rejuvenation field and how they arrived in their current situation. Tonight's guest is Elliot Small, someone who has been involved in anti-aging kind of behind the scenes for a long time, almost two decades. He is hoping to continue his contributions to the field through the development of an upgraded functional age testing device. It is the focus of a longevity certified fundraiser, and you are about to learn more about it right now. And now I would like to welcome to the Longevity Now podcast, the founder of the Centers for Age Control, Elliot Small. Welcome. Thanks very much. Uh, glad that you were able to offer us this invitation to uh, present our project. For people who might not be familiar with the Age Meter Project or yourself, Elliot, I was wondering if you could give us a little brief biographical background. Okay, well, my first college-level training in science was a biochemistry, it's called biochemical sciences degree at Harvard University at the bachelor's level. Uh, of course, before that, I took every course I could in high school and in elementary school, starting around 10, that's when I first realized that I liked science so much and would make it a, a focus. And after college, I uh, worked as a chemist at a company called General Foods, which is now part of uh, Kraft Corporation. And eventually I had a position in Washington, D.C. as director of a program called the Technology Commercialization Center. It was a private nonprofit funded by the uh, Commerce Department. And um, also I've been uh, some years back a computer consultant doing uh, programming for computerized accounting for some companies and banks and organizations. Okay. Um, so it's a pretty interesting and varied background. How did you get interested in anti-aging and rejuvenation? When did that come about? Well, I, I first heard about it in uh, 1999. I was you know, listening to something on the uh, radio I was actually overseas in Johannesburg, South Africa, and they were interviewing a fellow a doctor who was having uh, an event for people to come by and learn about anti-aging medicine. First time I'd heard the phrase, and um, it was close to uh, where I was staying, so I went over there, and uh, that, was, that was my first exposure. And he also spoke of a device called the H-Scan Functional Age Test and um, suggested that any of us present should come by his office and take that test, which I did. And eventually, um, you know, I was so enamored of that technology, I was in touch with the um, inventor, who was also the uh, owner of the company that manufactured the H-Scan functional age test, and uh, became a representative selling it online, and then eventually became uh, the sole distributor, and worked with that um, for a total of 14 years until he finally um, discontinued it because he's, uh, he was approaching 90 years old and semi-retired and didn't want to continue with, uh, with that business. Whereupon, I began to look into ways to bring it back because whenever I would talk to doctors to whom I had sold it or other people interested, you know, they, they were anxious to see a, a modern upgraded version of it and see it also return uh, to availability. Okay, so that's where we come to the new 
age meter proposal. Could you give us just a, a brief uh, description of the upgrade and uh, just the gist of it for the audience? Okay, well, the H-scan functional age test was developed during the late 80s and first came onto the market in 1990. Um, so it didn't have access to the Internet, loud technology and touchscreens and things like that. So the uh, first change, of course, will be to enable the ability to update the database of values for people's uh, results, for people at various ages and uh, genders in a way where we start off with an initial database of values, say from about 2,500 uh, individuals. In the case of the H-scan, it was 2,462. But in this case, using 21st century technology, every time someone takes the test, that data can be processed automatically and considered for addition to the overall database. So that instead of about 2,500 values, it'll continue to expand, you know, to thousands or hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands or, you know, however long uh, data is being entered, the, the database will always be broadened and therefore um, more accurate. Also, people who take the test will be able to keep track online, in an online account of um, their test results and see them graphed uh, and how they change over time compared to their, you know, chronological age. Physicians as, as well will, will, will be able to have a, an online account to keep track of uh, the same data for each patient and other com, you know, comparative uh, information. Also, um, the, uh, or the original device had a um, six-button console, uh, which was attached to a computer, and then attached to the console were various peripherals uh, required for some of the tests. The buttons alone were required for some of the tests. Uh, in, in our case, um, uh, a button will be an image on a touch screen, so, uh, so there won't be a separate console. Uh, the screen will be the console and will provide whatever button or any, any other image uh, that can be uh, touched to, to conduct a test. Uh, another thing that will be included that was already in the original device is a video of a guide who will step the uh, research subject or doctor's client or patient through each test. And then there'll also be a video of, um, of a person taking the test so that uh, that way uh, the device doesn't require the staff time of uh, whatever office where it's used. Uh, the, the staff time would just be um, an initial couple of minutes or so just to get the person seated and get the person started. And then the person can take the, uh, the test uh, on his or her own. Well, that does sound like a, a nice upgrade uh, from what has uh, been there in the past. I'm just wondering now, uh, I'm well aware of how well some of the functional tests are linked with your overall biological age. But there are quite a few people out there who think biochemical testing is all there is, you know, telomere length, epigenetic changes, DNA methylation, you know, and that, you know, this is much more important going forward. How would you argue for the age meter? Well, the age meter tests how well a person functions actually doing the things that are required to just live and have a uh, fulfilling and healthy life. So the key value of the uh, age meter would be to uh, actually validate what's indicated by 
biochemical or genetic test results. The, re the result may say, well, you, you, you appear to have the, the physiology of a, of a uh, say, 46-year-old, even though your chronological age is uh, 57 or whatever. But um, the true validation of that is finding out, you know, you know, you know does that person really have the functionality physiologically to, to, uh, to match that? Okay, yeah, that uh, does make sense there. Now, it, it really sounds like a great idea and very useful. Of course, you know that. You've been working with it for many years, and we're trying to raise money here to get this product developed. And I'd have to wonder as well, what about the business case for uh, this age meter as far as, you know, how come other businesses haven't jumped into this technology space? Uh, if there is a good market for it, you know, you'd think there might be some other type of startup companies looking into this type of device. Uh, what would you have to say to that? No, I haven't heard of any other companies or found any Google results of any other companies offering anything uh, similar. Do you um, think they're just not aware of the need, uh, you know, physicians or researchers that they need such a device as the age meter? Yeah, apparently that's the case for some reason, although I suppose it won't stay that way. But the the, the way this project ended up on Lifespan.io ultimately is that I met Dr. Church uh, a couple of years or so ago and Dr. George Church at Harvard University. I assume, I guess most of the audience already knows uh, about him and, and his work. And he was uh, immediately suggesting that we really need to bring that technology back because it's something that researchers can use to, to do what I just said earlier, uh, validate uh, genetic or biochemical uh, uh, results to see if a person really truly functions as if he's uh, had his age reversed. And, um, and I, I'd been uh, connected to Dr. Church by Dr. Sinclair, David Sinclair, who did the study on the, um, the mice that everybody's heard about uh, I assume your audience is mostly familiar with, they with are. that study. Yes, they are yeah. very familiar. And um, and he sees the same need. So, so as a result, we now have on the uh, campaign page quotes from um, the two of them, as well as Dr. Aubrey de Grey advocating the need for a physiological or functional measure of uh, or estimation of, uh, of age to compare the chronological age. Okay, and then how long do people have uh, for this fundraiser, and how much are you hoping to generate? Okay, well, there, there are about uh, 26 days remaining on the fundraiser, so we're still near the, the beginning of it. And we've set three goals. You know, there's an initial goal, and then there are also two stretch goals. So the um, initial goal, we set it at just $30,000, and then we have a stretch goal one at $50,000 and a stretch goal two at $80,000. Okay. Yeah, people can go check out that page, that fundraiser page. It's linked from the Longevity website. Uh, you can find it there as well. Well, Elliot, uh, thank you very much for joining us on the Longevity Now podcast. We wish you much success in the fundraiser. We've got 26 days here from August 7th to help raise that money, and uh, hopefully we can hit those goals. Thank you for joining us, Elliot. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will. We, uh, we're working hard at it. <laughs> All thanks, right. thanks again. 
I think the key takeaway from this discussion with Elliot is the importance of measuring functional age. A person might be able to undergo treatments that maybe extend telomeres or reset other biological markers of aging. But if you still function like an older person, then what have you gained? Check out the Age Meter fundraiser at Longevity and consider donating to the cause. Until next time, I'm Justin Lowe.